1: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OG's podcast here on Grinder, presented by our friends over at FanDuel. Make sure you guys are checking out all the offerings at FanDuel, not just daily fantasy. A whole sports book at the palm of your hands or on your laptop, desktop, horse racing, casino, everything you could need there uh, on FanDuel and we appreciate their sponsorship. We'll talk more about our FanDuel DFS OG's contests here as we go throughout the show, but A quick hit if you want to join Fandle.com slash OG, $7 buy-in, season-long payouts, and we are coming up uh, to the end of the year. So we'll highlight some of the top finishers in that contest uh, and take a look at that season-long leaderboard here uh, as we go throughout the show. But want to bring in my boys, my OGs, notorious head chopper, Noto. Let's start with you, buddy. How was your week? Uh, Obviously, COVID, the story right now, wreaking havoc on the sports world. I, I know you're trying to... Do the NBA grind down is probably an impossible task right now. So we appreciate that. We appreciate you joining us here to talk some football. How are we, my man?
2: Yeah, NBA, there's nothing better than spending an hour of your time breaking a game down and then having to get postponed five minutes after uh, you finish it. So uh, it's one of those things. It's a grind uh, this time of year when it comes to sports, especially with all this COVID stuff. But uh, week 15, it was pretty good. Uh, ended up being one of my better weeks of the year. Uh, large in part thanks to uh, Huntley. I mean, had a big game uh, against your Packers. So uh, yeah, ended up being a good week for me. How about you guys?
1: So uh, decent week, you know, not, not that good, but uh, that Packer game, I was out, you know, one of those holiday lights things that they, they light up the whole, the, the zoo here locally, uh, you know, and then you walk around and, you know, I'm checking the scores. It, it's 31, 17 Green Bay, about nine minutes left. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to check it anymore. And then Here's somebody hooting and hollering. The Ravens are about to win. Uh, you know, I almost lost it. Like, what? Well, missing this game? But uh, Packers end up surviving. But Huntley Andrews uh, were certainly guys that you needed. Uh, Josh Duck in the chat says Happy Holidays. So right back at you, Josh and Chop. I want to get your thoughts here. I mean, this guy Josh Duck being requested to to smoke a duck on Christmas. The the irony in that statement. But uh, he wants to know the take on that. You know, the father in law coming in hot. So. A smoked duck for Christmas. I mean, we're fancying it up here in the OG's pod. Chop, how are you, my man? Thoughts on that food? Uh, anything else going on over there? Doing
3: good. Hanging in there, trying to survive these last few weeks of the NFL and the way it's playing out. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of that. Like, I get it. You know, in in a vacuum, making a duck for Christmas, not a terrible idea because you're probably a little tired of the turkey. And some people don't like the ham, so I don't mind the idea of the duck, but it's the father-in-law coming in hot like that. Yep. Trying, to, he's trying to, he's trying to insert his dominance into your household by telling you to make the duck. Now, I don't know about all that, man. I might have to pump the brakes on that
1: one. And Josh says he's a ham guy, you know, and it's more about making the wife happy. I, this, this is a, this is a tough spot because I agree with you, Chop. You, you got to show father-in-law sometimes like this is my house we're gonna eat whatever the hell i'm serving at the same time not only is the father-in-law gonna be mad you got the wife mad at you as well so derek any thoughts on this like, uh, what's the right answer here because you know there's a lot of ways you can play this right wrong or, or otherwise uh happy wife happy life uh four simple words josh comes in hot might have to leave him at the airport and that might be the answer you can have your ham you don't have to deal with father-in-law you know, the wife, you're like, hey, I mean, I, I tried to pick him up, and he hey, wasn't there. Listen, and-
3: <laughs> listen, no, Josh, let me tell you something. You got to be casually like an hour late to pick him up. And then when you, when you finally scoop him, just go out, oh, there's the traffic, there's crazy accident up there. But, you know, have a little smirk on your face and let him know there was no accident, my friend. I'm late on purpose. And you better you better uh, keep, you know, keeping your place there. Know your role in the family here, pal.
1: And they're all sold out of duck. So uh, the best we could do is a ham for this year. So unless father-in-law is bringing that duck, uh, we don't have any duck this year. So I have never smoked a duck. I've done a lot of different things on the smoker. A duck is not one of them. But uh, a great story there, Josh. So we'll we'll talk more holiday stuff, uh, see what our plans are here uh, this season. uh, Christmas just a few days away. So you know I'm still scrambling and shopping. and, And the kids hit me with that mom got you so many presents this year. What do you have for, you know what? I got a couple things lined up. I like to give the wife some nice gifts, but now I feel like I'm up against the guys. I, I, she's got a pile already set up and you know, I, I got my couple things ready to go. So uh quick thoughts, holidays. Are you ready? Is the shopping done? Uh, where are we at with this whole Christmas thing? Chop, uh, are you, are you good to go? I know you're a big Christmas guy.
3: Oh, I've been good to go. Everything's online these days. I mean, why would I step foot outside of this house to buy gifts and uh, every time my wife is talked about like going to a store to get it i just have to tell her just wait i don't i don't understand what what y'all's rush is to get out there to a store and buy these gifts especially on a saturday or a sunday first of all find time you can squeeze time during the week to do it when it's far less crowded if you have to but can't you just get online and find the same stuff i don't i don't get it but you know whatever it's just I think it's just a thing for certain people. Got to be out there and be shopping, the actual physical act of shopping. But I'm ready to go, man. I I had all my stuff like two months ago. I was ready before. Here's what I, I just. You guys, you know, if you want to do this, you can. You don't have to. Throughout the year, I'll notice stuff and I'll take note of it. You know, and I'll put it on my phone in the in the notes section. I'll notice if my wife likes something or wants something, or if this person wants something or likes something and i'll put it down in the notes section i'll go back you know a month later a couple months later and i'll find it i'll get it and i'll have it and i'll hide it in my closet in my office and like i got stuff checked behind me here i got <laughs> stuff I in my closet i got it. stuff <laughs> i got stuff in my closet for valentine's day and for her birthday next year 6 months from now like just just accumulate stuff and that way you never you're never out of it just accumulate stuff throughout the year and then you never have to really worry about it
1: chop you're a rare breed you're making the rest of us look i i hate shopping like literally i'm, I'm with you the, the people that want to go out and shop my kids want to do you know we, it's kind of a tradition you know take them out shopping for the wife but setting foot in these stores dealing with these people like i can just click a few buttons and boom it shows up on my porch i, I don't need to do all that so but you're making us look bad chop it's a great idea in, in theory but Let's see where Derek comes out. Derek, I'm the guy that waits to the like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then you look and it's December 21st. You're like, Oh shit, I, I better, I better get going here. So uh, yeah, are you a chop here? You're just, you're just accumulating gifts all year round and uh, no stress uh, in that household either.
2: Uh, great advice from chop. Uh, I will try to take it next year, but, uh, yeah, my faith is in the delivery man. At this point, all my gifts have been ordered for about 24 hours now. So, uh, get that two day delivery and uh, you know, I'll just be picking up a bunch of packages on the doorstep. So uh, definitely more of a procrastinator. So I'm with you beer on this one, but um, less stress to do a chops away for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to start doing, I certainly take the notes uh, once in a while, but not all year round chop, that's great advice here. So not only football advice, you're getting keeping the wife happy advice here on, on the OGs pod, but guys, let's get into some football here. Uh, we're going to stick to the main slate and do our best. You know, I, I would say proceed with caution this week as far as any type of early bets, as far as setting lineups too early. We know that COVID is running rampant uh, throughout the sports world and the regular world. So uh, a lot of things are going to change, but we still want to get you our initial thoughts here uh, on the slate. We're going to still put in our bets uh, as it is right now. So a lot of that will change. Uh, make sure you're staying in tune with the news, and we'll cover you. Uh, Head to toe here at Roto-Grinders with that NFL news uh, all the way till these games kick off. But we have Thursday night football. Uh, We have some Christmas Day football, which is exciting. Uh, But we will turn our attention here to the main slate on Sunday. So, guys, let's dive in uh, with our first game, Rams uh, in Minnesota. And this may be the best game we talk about here. A lot of low totals on this slate. But this one, uh, Rams minus three, 49 and a half uh, on the total. Derek, we'll start with you, the Rams. Uh, Coming off, I don't know if it's a convincing win. They got the job done uh, at home. Cooper Cup continues to be a monster. I mean, the the comparisons right now are Jerry Rice with some of the numbers uh, he's putting up. So uh, he's expensive. Do you want to go to that? Well, Minnesota side, you you got Jefferson, you got Cook here. So uh, this looks to be the the headline game. Uh, We're starting with it here uh, on the show for a reason. So uh, thoughts on this one. A lot of ways to go here, Rams and Vikings.
2: Yeah, a lot of good pieces in this one. And, you know, you have to think there's going to be a lot of value that opens up throughout the week. So, Cooper Cup's probably going to be locked into my main lineup on both sides. He just offers, you know, that high floor, that high ceiling. Uh, you mentioned it, he just crushes on a weekly basis. So, love the spot for Cup. Uh, certainly no hesitation using him against this Viking secondary. As far as the backfield goes, Sony Michelle played 73% of the snaps uh, in Week 15. So, even with Daryl Henderson back, It'll probably get closer to 50-50 this week, I would imagine. Um, but it's something to keep an eye on. I don't know if I want to mess with it right now. But, um, yeah, I thought that was noteworthy. I thought Henderson would be a little bit more involved. Then on the Viking side, pretty much get all my exposure through two guys, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Dylan's um, still banged up. We'll see if he's able to go. Uh, but Jefferson should be solid regardless. Um, I'm not too scared of a matchup uh, against Jalen Ramsey potentially. And then uh, Dalvin – 30 or more touches in back-to-back games. So he's going to get a ton of work. Um, you mentioned it. This is the game that we all want exposure to. And so uh, I'm going to take the over.
1: Yeah, I don't hate that play at all. This one should have a lot of a back and forth here. I'm going to go with the Rams, though. I know Minnesota's back is against the wall. They, they've been playing some good football, uh, survived in that game against the Bears. But uh, I think the Rams starting to write the ship a little bit here. That, that running back split, Josh is talking about it uh, in the chat as well. It seems like, I mean, it's a better fit for Sony Michelle to be the early down grinder. You know, Daryl Henderson uh, has the propensity to break down. So using him more in that change of pace type role, big playability uh, certainly fits there. So a uh, chop cook, Jefferson cup. I mean, th- those guys obviously are going to be a big part of our player pool. Are you going beyond that here? Are we stacking this game up? Anyone you're avoiding in this one? Uh, and of course your bet here, uh, Rams and Vikings. What do we got?
3: No, I'm not avoiding anybody. I think this is, uh, you know, the best game on the slate to to stack and and to play around with. Uh, Minnesota's really condensed. We talk about it all the time, so they're all in play. Every last, yeah, every bit of them. The cousins, Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen. After that, you know, I'm not. I'm probably not messing with Tyler Conklin's or anything like that. I think there's other all that, but those are the four guys you can play them. And the Rams, like, I'm with you in that. Uh, this, this seems a little low, kind of a low spread here for me. I just I – feel, I feel like they're the better team. And, yeah, they haven't – they've underperformed recently, but I'm, I'll give them a pass. I still think they're the far better team. And uh, Cooper Cup, I haven't seen a year like this since uh, Jerry Rice with New England. That year he went to New England. And this is, like, the definition. Like, when you look in the fantasy dictionary uh, and you look up the term league winner, like – Cooper Cup's pitcher is right there. This is what a league winner looks like, man. Almost every single week, just monster performance after monster performance. No spoilers here, but he got me to the next round of the playoffs in my season. Oh, so, there I you mean, go. you know, hey, uh, I, can, I can live with it. But uh, I think they're all in play again Stafford and, and his uh, wide receivers. And, you know, I don't know if I want to take a chance on Henderson or, or Michelle. I kind of, I'd like to dig a little deeper in that and figure out. If that was just easing Henderson back in it or if this is going to be a thing moving forward until the playoffs, you know, a total split here. I don't know. So for those reasons, uh, we I could probably find more uh, running backs that I like in other places. But uh, the passing game here, big time, I, I'm all on it. Give me the Rams minus the points here.
1: All right, Chop, you're being paged uh, in, the, in the chat here. So, so someone's asking for a, a favor from you. Do you want to do you want to respond to John Doe here?
3: Uh, is there a question there or does he just is it? He's, he's looking for you to, to give him a little chant here, I think. You, John you gotta... Doe, Team team Doe, aka Team Cup. Okay, good. Can I get a yeet yeet? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what they say these days, but yeah, hopefully next week. Hopefully next week, I, I'm with you in the Super Bowl, man. This is oh, I, I.
1: I don't even know if we want to go there yet. Maybe we'll save it. Whatever you want. I ran into a Cooper Cup buzzsaw in one of my leagues for sure. So uh, he he took me out. I uh, had some underperformers in another league. I'm sure it's a common theme uh, for a lot of people as it was last week. But uh, no doubt, Cup, uh, been a monster for sure. Uh, I still think he's worth the price here. Prices are going up, but uh, tough to argue that the connection here uh, with Stafford and Cooper Cup. All right, next game, guys, we got the Giants. And Philadelphia, Philly sitting at 10-point favorites in this one. Very low total, as we'd expect, 40-and-a-half. I'll try to update all the injuries and things we know as of right now. Again, we're going to have more. Things are going to change. Daniel Jones done for the year for the Giants. We know that. Uh, Saquon Barkley questionable here in this one. So we have Devontae Booker becomes a a value play. Kadarius Toney uh, still on the COVID-19 list, Uh, expected uh, back tomorrow. So we'll see if he's able to return. Uh, and of course, Sterling Shepard uh, placed on IR. So he is done uh, for the season. So Chop will stay with you. Uh, feels like a spot Philly should win easily. But uh, DFS, Jalen Hurts, uh, always a guy we want to look to. Uh, do you want to go there this week? Do you feel the need to pair him? You got Devonta Smith, got your boy Dallas. Go dare if you want to go down that route. But uh, Giants side, uh, pretty tough to like anything here in this matchup, but with a tough Philly defense.
3: Yeah, lucky. I mean, how lucky does Philly run? They get you know back to back preseason games, basically against preseason opponents. Because this Giants team is not good right now. And Washington on Tuesday night was just absolutely atrocious with that quarterback. Now you're going to get probably the third stringer here. I don't think Mike Glennon is going to be playing this game. I think they've seen enough of him, so he might get a third stringer here. But uh, and because of that, I just can't touch anything on this Giants offense. It's pretty bad. Uh, and uh, for Philly, yeah, I, I don't I don't see the necessity to pair Jalen hurts with it. like that's one of the the few players that I don't a quarterback you don't have to stack you can and they're they're giving Godaire a little bit more action lately. <clears throat> I'm a little surprised because he went through like basically the full season up until these last two weeks and uh he was like just an afterthought in the offense really. And now starting with the Gardner Minshew game, they got him involved and then on Tuesday night, he was, he was uh, the slate winner at tight end on Tuesday night on that little two-game or so. Yeah, but I still don't think you have to pair Hurts because of his running ability, but you can. So, yeah, they're all it's, – it's a bad Giants team. Hurts, Sanders, Devontae, Goder, all in play. Uh, Miles Sanders might actually be a little chalky, so I'm kind of like probably not going to go Miles Sanders if, if he's going to be chalky like that, but he's looked impressive, that's for sure. So they're all in play, though, Uh it's a pretty big spread. I have to say, man, that's a low total, too. I'm going to say, uh, you know, it's tough to, I don't think I could take the Giants here. I think I can take the under and feel because I just don't want to trust Philadelphia given double digits. There's just sometimes they're like even they even struggled against Washington in that game a little bit. And so I don't want to have to depend on Philly as a double digit favorite. So just give me the
1: under here. Yeah, Garrett Gilbert uh, in that one uh, for Washington. Now, I mean, was, we we're waiting for the, the, the Jake from State Farm joke here, Chop. Uh, I mean, he might be the, the quarterback here, Jake Fromm. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Miles Sanders, uh, Derek, Miles Sanders feels very much like Jacoby Myers was for a while. You know, we're waiting. Is he going to score a touchdown? It's almost like he's allergic to the end zone here. It puts putting up numbers, no doubt. So do you trust him as a play here? Is Jalen Hurts a guy you want to go to? You want to pair him with either of those guys and find us something here on the Giants. As far as the bet goes, I am going to go Philly here. I, I do think they dominate this game, Chop. I, I agree with some of the concerns. They're one of those teams when you feel they should roll. Sometimes they let you down, but you know they're on a roll right now. I just don't see the Giants doing much in this game. So uh, give me Philadelphia minus the 10. Uh, Noto, what do you got here?
2: I think I'm going to be underweight on Miles Sanders. I know it's a great spot for him. I know they're big favorites at home, but I mean, just look at his snap count less than 50% last week. Jordan Howard played a big role. He lost two goal line carries to Jalen Hurts, which is never great. And he's not really involved in the passing game. He's had three or fewer targets in like six straight games. So um, he could definitely get there. He could rack up a bunch of yards in this matchup. But for me, if he's going to be popular, I'll take an underweight stance. I love the spot for Hurts. always like running quarterbacks when they're big favorites because even when uh, they're playing with the lead, he's going to be, you know, heavily involved in the running game. Don't need to pair him up, but uh, Dallas Goddard looked pretty good last week. That's two big games in a row, I believe. One was with, um, you know, the stash under center, but it was good to see him have a big game with Hertz under center. Giants side, maybe a little Booker if Saquon's out. Um, that's pretty much it for me, though. I don't want to mess with these receivers. I haven't gotten them right all season. Uh, no need uh, to go there this week. So I'm going to agree with you, Bear. Give me the Eagles at home. Um, generally you want to take, you know, the underdogs in these, uh, division battles late in the season, but I think Philly is in a decent enough spot that they can get the job, job done.
1: All right. Next game. Uh, this one should be fun. No doubt. Buffalo and new England up next, uh, injury wise here, uh, Damian Harris questionable. Uh, he was spotted at practice today. So I always love the spotted at, or was present at practice. We don't really know, uh, if he did anything or Stevenson was not seen at practice, so kind of revolving revolving door there uh, with these New England running backs. Uh, COVID-19 list for Kendrick Bourne, Cole Beasley on the other side and questionable tags uh, right now for Nelson Aguilar, Nikhil Harry, and Emmanuel Sanders. So uh, this one, obviously, a lot of news still to come. Derek, we'll stay with you. I mean, Buffalo really needs this game. Is that enough? You know, they're back against the wall. Uh, to make you want to go there. I mean, 20-point team total here is, is usually a number we kind of avoid, but uh, Josh Allen here in this spot. Singletary's kind of gone to the top of that depth chart uh, at the running back position. Uh, Diggs should be in a good spot here. New England side, again, a lot of injuries to parse through. So this one, a little tough to, to break down, but uh, thoughts here. Uh, Buffalo, again, do you want to go there in the spot against New England on the road?
2: From a DFS standpoint, I don't know how much interest I have in this game. I mean, you can always make a case for Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Uh, but that low total, that definitely worries me a little bit. Um, as for their backfield, I mean, Singletary has kind of taken over as the main guy. He played on 82% of the snaps of Week 14 and 93% last week. So he's basically getting all the work. He's really cheap. Um, this is a game where they could be trailing. He's obviously the better uh, pass catching back in this offense. So maybe I'll look his way in tournaments. Uh, with the Patriots, you just never know what to trust outside of their running game. So if Harris is active, it's probably going to be a stay away for me. If he's out, then I'll certainly go back to Ramondre Stevenson. And then for my pick, man, I'm going to take the Bills here. Uh, I know I wish I had like a three and a half point spread, but I'm not putting too much stock into that first game. It was like 50 mile per hour wins and uh, neither team could pass the ball. So I think the Bills bounce back and uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with Buffalo.
1: I'm on Buffalo here as well. I, I do think that the pressure, they need this win. Uh, I do think they're going to they're gonna take it out on, on New England. New England's been good, no doubt. The defense is phenomenal uh, for sure. The, the coaching edge here goes to Belichick, but something everything's pointing me towards Buffalo here in this game. I'm with you as far as DFS goes. Uh, tough to trust uh, too much here. Josh Allen is expensive. Uh, is the ceiling going to be unlocked in this game? I, I'm not sure about that. Uh, Gabe Davis, uh, we're talking about him in the chat. Uh, he has been great. To, if Sanders is out, I don't mind going back to him, even at the price uh, elevated a little bit from last week, but uh, I like Buffalo here. So Chop, let's get your thoughts. A low total here, but it should be a fun game to watch. That being said, does it translate to our DFS lineups? So who are you looking at in this one?
3: I don't know. I don't think it does. Uh, I have a hard time, you know, rostering Stefan Diggs against these cornerbacks. They're pretty good. And they've, and they've done a good job on him the with the exception of like i think he they played in the last week of one of the seasons last year or the year before the very last week where guys were sitting out and things like that and our, our new england was hit with defensive COVID things last year so uh other than that though when the games have really mattered then uh new england's done a pretty good job on digs so uh not really not really too intrigued on that one maybe gabe davis who who is playing really well with uh he was playing well with Sanders out, and now Cole Beasley's out, so D- uh, Davis should continue to do pretty well. Uh, I'm not going to chase after the Singletary. Uh, I think this is too tough of a matchup, and I don't even know if I really feel good about Josh Allen in this matchup. He's such a high-priced guy. Kind of needs to run for him to be really good and pay off that price, and I just don't know if he's going to run that much with that uh, sore foot. So, And then New England side, the big wins in the last game really held down the game script. It was all run, run, run. But even if it's perfect, if they were in a dome, I still don't think they want Mac Jones to throw the ball more than 15, 16 times in a game, uh, you know, preferably for them unless they got down and they had to play catch up. So I'm kind of out on Mac Jones and his, his receivers. I will take some GPP stabs at either one of the running backs. If they're both healthy, and if if Harris is not healthy, then definitely Ramondre Stevenson on my radar, but, otherwise not a very fantasy friendly game but I I was eyeballing this game since that win game a few weeks ago I wanted Buffalo and I'm gonna stick one with Buffalo here
1: all right our first uh, addition to the parlay card here Buffalo how'd that uh, card do last week that card let's Pretty take good, a look right? uh, It did all right Miami let us down uh oh, we, had, we had we had Philadelphia minus seven on uh, miami minus the 10 miami kept messing around with the jets uh, they end up winning the game but i think it was they won by seven so uh yeah one and one on that card but overall pretty solid week if you guys follow the bets from last week we're going to recap that here shortly but uh they, they were very good across the board uh, not great news for us derek as we're not making up ground on chop but overall a bunch of winners last week so we'll go over that here uh, in a little bit so buffalo our first edition here this week. Uh, They're asking about Isaiah McKenzie in the chat, guys. uh, Josh wants to know, is it too thin? I'd say so. I I, I guess if Emmanuel Sanders is out, uh, that that really would be the only way I'm even looking at that. But uh, any quick thoughts here on Isaiah McKenzie, Chop?
3: That's way too thin for my taste.
2: Derek? I was going to say, he's one of those guys I I don't feel great about playing in showdowns, so I don't think I'm going to be playing him in a full slate.
1: Yeah, you're really counting on that big play uh, from him, and we really haven't seen it that often this year. So Sanders is out, maybe, but uh, I think the three of us agree, uh, that one uh, a bit off the radar. So let's go to our next game here. And uh, Derek, did we even get to talk about Urban Meyer? Did that happen after our show last week? So uh, he he is gone now. So I, I want to give you the floor here. If we didn't talk about it, maybe we did. Uh, but uh, thoughts here, no more Urban Meyer here in Jacksonville. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I believe the kicking the kicker story dropped uh, Thursday morning last week, and uh, he was gone shortly after that. And, uh, man, I felt pretty good about my Jags pick at that point. Uh, The line got all the way up to, like, five and a half, and uh, classic Jags. They just (laughs) lost twice to the Texans. So, yeah, I mean, uh, they lose to the Jets here. It's it's all bad news, but at this point, I think they have the – Odds on favorite to get the number one pick again. So maybe they get another franchise quarterback next year.
1: Say, are you worried about Trevor Lawrence? Let's just take a quick second here. We'll get back to the action here. But I mean, this guy has not been, uh, you know, the hyped guy that we thought he would be out of Clemson. I mean, he's looked pretty bad. So I know there's a lot of rookie quarterbacks that have not looked great. Peyton Manning, uh, even Andrew Luck. So are you worried here, though? I mean, he's been well below average, in my opinion
2: it's kind of funny how he's gotten a free pass. Uh, look at his stats are pretty much similar to Zach Wilson's and uh, everyone's hating on Zach Wilson. So uh, I don't think he can get the free pass much longer. I'm definitely worried about him, but uh, not giving up just yet.
1: All right, we'll go to chop. We'll come back to you here, Derek, uh, on this one uh, chop, obviously an ugly game here. Jacksonville, uh, like you mentioned uh, Houston uh, stomped them out here. Uh, not a ton of injuries uh, in this game, uh, the receivers for the Jets uh, remain an issue. Uh, Elijah Moore transferred from the IR to the COVID list. We knew he was going to miss multiple weeks. We know Corey Davis already out for the season. Uh, and then Carlos Hyde on the other side uh, placed on IR. So chop, this one's ugly, but uh, James Robinson likely the story here will likely be very, very popular in DFS uh, about the best, not about This is the best matchup uh, you can ask for as a running back. Jets allow the most fantasy points, ton of touchdowns here. So, where do we come out on James Robinson cash games, easy play, plug him in tournaments. He's going to be super chalky. This is generally the one position. We don't worry as much about it, but how are you handling this? Let's say he's going to be 35%. We'll just throw a number out there. What are we doing with James Robinson here against the jets?
3: Well, first off, urban Meyer's not wrong. The the dipshit kicker's got to make the kicks. He (laughs) might be, he might still be employed if the guy makes his kicks, but you never know. But, uh, like I think Trevor Lawrence deserves a free pass for this whole year. A dysfunctional coaching staff, uh, the best wide receiver by a wide margin. Got hurt before the season even started. This is a rag tab. I mean, Laquan Treadwell passed down from team to team, is your number one wide receiver, basically. Trevor Lawrence gets a pass on this one. Um, but James Robinson, yeah, he's he's a, a big time cash game guy for me this week. I like him again. You know, came out of that shell last week with the with the coaching change. I'll ride ride that guy some more, and I'm not interested. The one jet I've been chasing is Jamison Crowder, and I'm just kind of tired of it. Like, what's the? There's no point to it. I mean, you're you're just you're praying for you know a two touchdown game because the volume on the other stuff just isn't there. So I could probably pass on the Jets. The Jags not a bad defense anyway. I'll pass on that. James Robinson is the only guy I have interest in passing game. It's not that Lawrence can't do anything. He will long-term, but not with this group of wide receivers. So, uh, just James Robinson in this game for me. And, uh, yeah, there's no way the Jets a favorite? No.
1: Can't do it. Give me Jacksonville. I mean – if we went the other way, Jacksonville's the favorite. I mean, is that is that a better <laughs> yeah, like that? That's exactly. reasonable. If Jacksonville
3: but, was the favorite, I'd be Jacksonville the favorite. Give me the Jets. Exactly. And no, it's not. So give me so All give right. me Jacksonville because I got to take the dog in this one.
1: Taking that one point for sure. So yeah. I, I stepped into the Michael Carter trap uh, last week. It was more a, a run it back with Miami lineups, but uh, Derek, that was one. You know, he's going to get a ton of work, and then it's Tevin Coleman. It's everybody but uh, Michael Carter. So. Uh, thoughts on him do you see him maybe getting more involved this week trying to find something in this game Derek that's not uh, James Robinson so uh, maybe it's just as simple as that it's Robinson to move on here Uh, Jets uh, Robert Sala was uh, dealing with COVID here as well so they may be without uh, their head coach here so uh, is there anything outside of James Robinson uh, of value here in this game Derek
2: I don't think so, but uh, I don't hate Zach Wilson. Uh, The Jaguars much better against the run than they are against the pass. And when we saw Davis Mills torch him last week in Jacksonville. So if there's ever a game for Wilson to look a little bit better, maybe this is going to be it. I don't think I'll end up going there, but I don't hate him. As for Michael Carter, uh, you mentioned he was kind of eased back into action, 44% snap rate in week 15. And prior to that, his big games were kind of with Mike White under center where he was getting a lot of dump offs. So, I'm not gonna trust him here. Jags, again, pretty good run defense. Um, Robinson, I mean, he's a lock and load play for me. He's too cheap on both sides. Um, I don't know why he didn't get a bigger price bump. He's gonna be uh, 25 touches maybe in this game against the worst run defense in football. So love love the spot for James Robinson, even in tournaments. And then for my pick, oh man, it's so bad. (laughs) Both these offenses can't score. Both these defenses can't stop anyone. I don't feel great about either team to win. Ah, give me the over
1: all right i'm gonna go with the jets here uh I, again it, neither of these teams should. this should have been just a pick them like both these teams suck nobody's a favorite but uh, i'll go the jets I, I don't feel strongly either way on this one uh, we'll see which one uh it's gonna end up being worse here out of these two teams should be a, a disaster so uh next game chargers uh traveling to houston uh, la big nine and a half point favorites A 46 on the total. Not a ton of injuries here. we got to keep an eye on Austin Eckler. Questionable here. So uh, we'll see if he's able to give it a go. Uh, Houston side, David Johnson, questionable. Uh, That's pretty much it. So uh, Derek, obviously the Chargers, Eckler, the passing game, uh, all options that we could go to. Houston, it's generally Brandon Cooks or Bust. We saw him uh, have that big game against your Jags. So uh, preference here, Eckler, or the passing game. Let's just pretend Eckler's playing here. Uh, or you could always include him in the in the passing game stack. He's certainly one of those running backs uh, that it applies to. But uh, which Chargers are you prioritizing here in this one against Houston?
2: If we get news that Eckler is a full go, um, I think I'll prefer him over the passing game. I'll obviously have some Charger stacks as well. Um, you know, with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, but. Uh just sets up so good for Eckler. Um the problem is that he only played 34% of the snaps last week. So he was active and then just saw the field very little. Um it's not like he left the game with an injury. They just used him very sparingly. So that's something to monitor throughout the week. Um obviously Justin Jackson would be, you know, a smash play if if Eckler ends up being out. Texans side. I played Brandon Cooks last week, but it was against the Jaguars and the Chargers' fourth best uh, in terms of fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So it's a tougher matchup for him. I know they're playing at home, probably be playing catch-up mode as well. But I'm gonna let other people chase that. Um, I would rather play the Chargers defense, pair them up with that player instead of you know doing a stack and bringing it back back with Cooks. And for my pick, uh, since it's under 10, I will take the Chargers.
1: I'm torn on a pick here. I I'm all over the play. I'm going go to go the chargers here as well. It's not helping me gain any ground on you, Derek. Uh, but, uh, I, I think the chargers, uh, dominate this game. I I'm, was debating the over here, but uh, I don't know that they have enough in them. I, I know they put 30 points on the board against your Jags. Uh, Davis mills has not looked terrible here. Chop. Uh, maybe he's a cheap tight or quarterback play this week, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chargers here as well in this one. Uh, they should roll. It makes me nervous because they're always one of those teams that, that whenever you think they're gonna roll, they don't. Uh, but your thoughts here: uh, passing game, running game, or both here against Houston this week for LA? Uh,
3: well, I'll, I'll start off with Houston. I don't have any interest in anybody from Houston. Not even Brandon Cooks. I I would prefer him in a. Uh... It just really good matchups, and that's about it. Uh, I just don't have any confidence in the offense. So for the Chargers, I definitely – and it's not even close. I definitely prefer the passing game for the exact reasons what Derek said is that Austin Eckler was treated with kid gloves in that – and that was an incredibly pivotal, pivotal game against the Chargers last week that they lost, and they still – too many times when he you know i thought he looked great i thought he looked spry and everything not like he was limping around or anything and they still gave too many looks to uh, josh kelly and justin jackson for my liking so man i have a I have a hard time and this and it pains me to say this because i've depended on this guy in my season long all year long but uh he just uh I don't know that they're going to give him a full a full workload here, and it's the Houston Texans, and they can't feel that bad about this matchup, so they got to feel like they're are going to dominate. And when they do, you know, I have, I have uh, issues with Eckler this week. I'm I'm really worried about him. Uh, with that being said, when Josh Kelly did fumble the one time inside the one yard line, immediately, finally, they gave Eckler the goal line carry down because up until that point. He was on the bench when they were inside the five all, all those times, and it was just it was really painful to watch. So maybe he got his goal line carries back, but I don't think the snap count's going to be that much higher than it was last week. So I definitely prefer Herbert, Herbert and his wide receivers to to come out and smash this game early and then to uh, insert Justin Jackson in there. Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly let them grind the clock out on Houston, and I think the Chargers run away with a big win here. I'll take the Chargers minus the points.
1: All right, another parlay edition here. And Ch- Chop Eckler's not been the same since you benched him uh, in your season long league. Man, and ever, ever since then, we haven't. Let's talk <laughs> about that for a minute because that
3: cost me first. That cost me number one seed in the uh, league. And uh, the guy who ended up getting it, first of all, this guy's having a hissy fit right now because this week he just learned about the new format in the playoffs where we're going to basically first two weeks, you know, a guy gets eliminated out of the four teams in the first week, and then the low score gets eliminated in the second week, and then two guys will face head-to-head in week 17 in our league. This is the first time we've ever done this. He he just, he's having a, he's having a stroke over it, man. He just now learned of it. Like, we voted on this during the uh, drafting process, fella. Were you not paying attention? Like, you, we voted on it. So, if you had an objection, you should have raised it then, but yeah, I've gotten like 20 text messages on this thread about this guy. Keep on, he calling it the, he's calling it the Biden system where everybody wins and all this other oh stuff. It's boy. bizarre, man. But <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, yeah, So I, I advanced. He advanced. Another guy advanced. It's it's working. But Eckler, man, that was yeah. I should I should be the first the first number one seed. I should I should have won that money. But I bitched him, and yeah, he hasn't been the same since. And man, this is a tough decision this week. You you would feel really stupid about benching Eckler in your season long and watching him go off. But man, I got question marks about his workload this week.
1: Yeah. Don't mix your politics and fantasy football. Let's keep those two separate, but we do have some breaking news here and we're on the perfect game for it. Brandon cooks placed on the COVID list uh, by the Houston Texans. So uh, him and along with the kicker, Kyami Fairbairn uh, for Houston. So, task gets a little tougher here. So, uh, any interest guys, if he's unable to go, do we want to reach into the, the Nico Collins bag, the, the Chris Conley bag, you know, down the, down the chart, even more here. Uh, or are we just, we're staying away completely. Anything change here with this Brandon cooks news?
3: Not for me, really.
2: I was going to say Brevin Jordan's been decent. Uh, Pharaoh Brown's out again, but, um, uh, we, he's currently projected as active, so
1: we'll see. I think the only thing that happens this Chargers line gets a little bit bigger without Cook, so you probably see this thing balloon too. You know, probably over ten for sure, uh, possibly as high as eleven. But we are locked in uh, at that nine and a mm-hmm. half number. gave
3: y'all some good CLV, some good closing line value there. Sure
1: did. But hopefully, better get on that now. It's probably too late. Sportsbooks have gotten a lot better. There, there used to be that little delay you could get in there, but uh, now they're they're on top of stuff. So. Uh, maybe even digging into some player props, find some value there. But uh, some breaking news here on the OG's pod. Let's new, move on next game. Detroit uh, traveling down to Atlanta. Falcons minus six. Another low total here at 42 and a half. The Lions uh, got some encouraging news. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams back at practice. So uh, does not mean they're going to play. A lot of talk locally of shutting Swift down for the season. So uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on that. I mean, he'd, he'd be a great play here. A good price uh, going back down to Georgia. So you get that uh, in your corner as well. Uh, We also have Jared Goff uh, dealing with some COVID-19 symptoms. So tested positive. We'll see if he's able to get back uh, for this game. So guys, another game. We got to kind of tiptoe through everything here. But uh, uh, thoughts on this one. If it's Goff, if it's potentially Tim Boyle here, uh, potential return of DeAndre Swift. Craig Reynolds uh, has been outstanding. Kind of off the scrap heap here. Uh for the Lions and coming off a big win. Shocked the world with that win against uh Arizona. Monra St. Brown playing some good football. Falcons side going out San Francisco and get crushed. So uh thoughts here, Chop will stay with you. Uh again, a lot of injuries to tiptoe around here. But what do you got here? Lions and Falcons.
3: Yeah, the uh Atlanta defense isn't very good, and Detroit might be slightly worse. So but then you look at the offensive skill players on on these teams, and it doesn't do much for you. If Swift is is uh, active, then yeah, I think you fire him up. I think if Jerry Goff is not able to play in this game, as much as I I've liked the progress of Amon Ra- St. Brown, I can't I can't mess with him. If Tim Boyle is your quarterback, so Swift is about the only guy on that side I, I would uh, entertain playing if he's if he's active. On the Falcons side, I would want somebody to take advantage of. Uh, the Detroit secondary, but they just don't have a lot of good receivers. Russell Gage is your number one, and he's not bad, but he's the only one really. Kyle Pitts, I just, I mean, I don't get it. He's just, I guess the tight end first year struggle thing is is real. It's a legit, man. You know, everybody kind of thought he would be the guy who could change the narrative where first rookie tight ends don't do well. Well, rookie tight ends just don't do well, period, no matter who they are. So a uh, little leery on the pass catchers. Maybe Cordell Patterson is an okay play, but uh, this game in general, I think is is kind of unappealing to me. And I could be wrong. This could be like the 60 point shootout. It just could be because of these defenses, but I'm going under on this game. I'm going under the, under the number here. I don't, I don't like this game for offense at all.
1: I'm going to go with Detroit here again. It's, It's tough. Not knowing who, who the quarterback is going to be. And this may look silly if it's Boyle as bad as he looked in that game against Houston, but uh, Detroit we've talked about been very competitive in games I think they're riding high that they're starting to buy in uh, to some of the hype Dan Campbell brings uh, as that head coach here uh, Reynolds been a good story so uh, we'll see if they're able to get Swift Goff back uh, this line may dip a little bit but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it here and go with the Lions uh, plus the six I do think there's some cheap plays uh, if Goff is in there I'm on Brown again it has been great I don't mind going back to that well here Uh, The running game behind that offensive line gets a good matchup here with the Falcons. Uh, Atlanta, Derek, it's tough to trust anybody. Cordero Patterson's been a good story, uh, but he's expensive. Chop brought up Pitts. I'm pretty much done with Kyle Pitts here. If he beats me, uh, so be it. And I just can't trust Russell Gage uh, as a wide receiver one here. So uh, Lions, decent value on that side, but but mostly a stay away game uh, for me. And give me the Lions plus the six. Derek, what do you got here?
2: Yeah, this one's tough because these defenses are two that we typically like to stack against. Uh, and the offensive, there have been some bright pieces. So um, I probably have a little bit more interest in you guys. As far as the Lions backfield goes, I mean, if Swiss active, I just don't think I can go there. He's been out a month. They have nothing to play for really at this point. I don't see them, you know, giving him 70% of the snaps. Reynolds does look good. Jamal Williams is going to be back. So I'll probably avoid that. Um, if he ends up being out, then I don't mind, you know, looking to Williams or Reynolds. And then if Goff's under center, yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's been great. And I kind of gave up on him at the wrong time. Uh, He's had at least 11 targets in three straight games and just crushed. And I also gave up on Russell Gaze too soon. Um, After he gave me a second bagel, I just couldn't do it anymore. Then he comes back and uh, has four big games in a row. So he's probably my preferred option for the Falcons. But, yeah, uh, this game should be (laughs) filled with offensive goodness, but I just don't think it will be. So, I'm going to take the under as well.
1: All right, let's move on. Baltimore, Cincinnati up next. Uh, Bengals sitting at minus two and a half. Uh, another middling total at forty-four and a half. Uh, the story here, obviously, uh, the quarterback situation here in Baltimore. We'll see if Lamar Jackson is able to return. Uh, Huntley looked phenomenal uh, in that game against Green Bay. Again, almost, almost carried them back uh, to victory. They go for two uh, at the end. Don't get it. So Green Bay survives, but. Uh, Huntley, what was phenomenal? Price obviously has ticked up a little bit. Uh, Other injuries, Joe Mixon, questionable, but sounds like he will go. Was at practice today. I don't think there's any issues there. Uh, No other major injuries in this one. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. This one has the feel of this is one we're going to want to target. There's some bad games on this slate, but a lot of big names in this one. So, again, who are you prioritizing here? Whether it's Jackson or Huntley, I don't think a lot changes as far as who we're targeting. We saw Huntley. I have that great connection with Mark Andrews. Do you think that continues? Uh, But this one, uh, again, a lot of ways you can go. What are you doing here, Ravens, Bengals?
2: Yeah, a lot of ways you can go. I think my favorite part of this game is going to be the Bengals passing attack. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, I believe he's still on injured reserve. And Jimmy Smith didn't play last week. I think he was on the COVID list. So he's a player to keep an eye on. I think it's a blow-up spot for Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. And uh, because of that, I like Joe Burrow as well. And then Baltimore really just depends on Lamar Jackson. If he's active, I kind of like running him out there. It's kind of a solo play. Um, and then if it's Huntley, yeah, I think you can pair him up with Mark Andrews. They look great together last week. I don't think I'll have too much exposure to these backfields. You know, Mixon does have some upside. Uh, but Baltimore, just just too many players um, that aren't getting enough work. So I will take the under just because I think – Um, these divisional games late in the season, they tend to be close. They tend to be low scoring. So I'll just go with the trend there.
1: And Jamar Chase said that big, massive game he had came against these Ravens, uh, eight for 201 yards uh, in that one last time these two teams played. So uh, that was kind of his, I would say a rival. We knew he was good, but uh, his biggest game yet uh, as a pro. So we'll see if he can duplicate that, but I'm with you. I I like the Cincinnati side more uh, than I like the Baltimore side as much as they spread the ball around uh, andrews i think a lot of people are going to go back to that well you're not going to get what you got last week not that he's a bad play but uh, i prefer cincinnati here that being said i will take the Bengals. chop uh, what do you got here ravens and Bengals.
3: yeah similar uh similar stuff right here in that i like the burrow and his wide receivers this week more than i like any of the running backs in this game uh, call me crazy but i think uh tyler huntley kind of looks a little bit better. It looks like a sharper version of, uh, Lamar Jackson right now. Not, I, you know, I know Lamar is probably, uh, the better player long-term, but right now with the injuries and everything, Huntley looked, uh he looked like Lamar, but with, with the speed that we're accustomed Lamar to playing at and, and running the ball, Lamar just hasn't run the ball a lot this year. Like, but, uh, so I don't know that it's a huge upgrade for Baltimore to get Lamar back. I think Huntley is kind of looking pretty good there. And, uh, because of all that, uh, you know, Cincinnati's got a sneaky good defense at home. And uh, Lamar is uh, – I think he's going to struggle a little bit in this game. So I'm going to take the Bengals here. It's a pretty – it's a low enough total. I think – I need the Bengals back up against the wall for the playoffs and everything. So I think Cincinnati's going to uh, to win this game. And I'm only – you know, I got to give, what, less than a field goal. I'll take Cincinnati at home.
1: All right, last game in the early window. We got Tampa Bay uh, coming off the maybe the bigger head-scratcher than even Arizona last week, uh, losing at home 9-0 to the Saints. Uh, they go to Carolina here, big favorites. So uh, we're going to hear all about Angry Tom this week, uh, Chop, uh, but he's going to be without. Obviously, Chris Godwin done for the year. Uh, we'll see if Mike Evans uh, is able to return. Sounds like he may miss multiple weeks. No Leonard Fournette here. Uh, he will also miss multiple weeks. The good news. Uh, Antonio Brown is back uh, looking good. It's funny how they went from, we, we don't even know if we're going to keep him this year. And now things have changed. You, you need him back in that lineup. So do you trust him enough to play him very cheap uh, out there uh, in DFS this week? Uh, Ronald Jones steps up as the, as the RB one here Gronk obviously becomes more important. Uh, Tyler Johnson's got it. We can go on and on with, with these Tampa Bay guys. So, so parse through, who do we trust here out of these receivers not named Antonio Brown and do you trust Brown enough? And then is there anything on the Carolina side? Uh, DJ Moore uh sounds like he's going to be a true game time decision here. Uh no practice today for him. So uh and Sam Darnold back as well. So it's a mess there. They're going to start Cam but uh quotes say Sam Darnold will be involved here as well. So hmm. Carolina pretty easy to stay away from their side. Let's just focus on Tampa Bay here chop and and again parse through some of these receivers some of these value plays the running backs Uh, what are we doing here with this Tampa Bay side
3: yeah really easy to stay away from the Carolina side for Tampa Bay yeah I I know we want to uh, buy into the Tom Brady narrative he's very angry after getting shut out by New Orleans but uh, first of all that wasn't a huge surprise to get to get shut down by New Orleans because they do a good job against Tampa and Tom Brady but Uh, yeah, he's going to be angry, but now he's going to, he's going to get to see how kind of like some of the other side lives a little bit without, I don't think he'll have Mike Evans and he won't have Chris Godwin. So he doesn't have like this quartet of great pass catching options. So, uh, he's, he's going to, I think he's going to struggle a little bit more and he's going to struggle in this game. They're not going to get shut out or anything, but I don't think it's going to come as easy as people think it is. Yeah. And I think, uh, if Mike Evans is out you turn to Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski, they're two of the better plays on the slate. Although I'm, you know, Antonio's coming back from this uh, big absence and hasn't played football in quite a while. You got to wonder about how much he can play and how effective he can be. But he's still got to be a he's still got to be a big a, uh, a big threat there in that game. And maybe Ronald Jones, but I think Ronald Jones is going to be strictly a two down back. He's not going to have the Leonard Fournette role. So I'm a little worried about the Tampa Bay offense in general. But Gronk and Brown, you know, two of the best at their position. The rest of this thing I have question marks about. So what's my number here? 11, 10, and ten, a
1: half? ten and a half, Uh 10 total's at 44.
3: Give me the under on this game. I'm feeling Brady kind of like struggling just a little bit. Give me the under.
1: I'm also on the under in this one. I agree completely. I, I think there'll be some great DFS value. Uh, Tyler Johnson has looked good with his opportunities. Uh, we know that Brady's going to lean on Gronk. I think I think Cameron is going to be more involved. Uh, Scotty Miller will be a cheap play. So uh, as we get closer to Sunday, I think we'll have more clarity on, on who exactly is going to be uh, in what roles. But I, I think scoring will be at a premium in this game. I, I do think you'll see some struggles there without Godwin and Evans. Uh, some of these guys, again, they'll, they'll pay off their cheap price tags, but they're not filling those shoes. And Carolina I, I, It's just a mess here. It's, again, an easy stay-away chop. I agree with you on that. So two unders, Derek. Uh, what do you got here? Bucks and Panthers.
2: I agree with you guys. Uh, stay away from Carolina, and I agree with you guys on the under. But uh, I got some ground to make up, so I'm going to take the Buccaneers, uh, just because I think they're the better team. I know they're going to be missing some key pieces, but I mean Brady's still fighting for the MVP. It looks like uh, on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now, he's at plus 185. Uh, Aaron Rodgers at plus 145. So it's going to come down to uh, the last few games, and he might be able to win over you know the voters if. Uh, If he's able to, you know, run the table here with uh, missing some pieces. So I like Brady, Um, you know, Ronald Jones, he's going to get all the work. He's he's not a very good pass catcher, but you got to think Brady's going to be dumping it off at least a few times, um, you know, in early down. So I like Jones. I like Antonio Brown, obviously, at the price point. I like Gronk. Um, If I like everyone on one team and nobody on the other, I got to take the Buccaneers.
1: All right, let's take a look at last week in our FanDuel OGs contest. Again, FanDuel.com slash OG, single-entry tournament, $7 buy-in. So it runs like a normal tournament. So even if you haven't been playing all season long, you missed some weeks, there's still some opportunities here to win some money, play against us. So, again, go get reserved right now, FanDuel.com slash OG. It also has a season-long payout and leaderboard that you can find uh, at that same address, we want to highlight some of the top finishers as we do uh, each and every week. Fifth place went to One Eye Willie. Oh, Lo- five, love that username. 150.72. I uh, had a Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Marquez Valdez scantling stack. Uh, ran it back uh, with Mark Andrews, uh, 30 FanDuel points for Andrews. So, had to have him. Uh, so, fifth place there, fourth place, Ravens 68, just a tick above at 150. Point 0.9, uh, had Tyler Huntley, 35 Fanduel points at 1.5%. Uh, ownership had him paired up uh, with Mark Andrews, Jeff Wilson in that lineup of the big day, uh, and, of course, a lot of James Robinson in a lot of these lineups. Mr. Lebowski, 72, finishes third, 153.92. Again, Rogers Adams, MVS uh, run it back with Andrews. Brandon Cooks uh, in the flex, a big game there. Uh, survived that down game from Michael Carter, like I mentioned, in that Dallas defense. Uh, looking legit, Chop. They're your Cowboys uh, looking good. We'll, we'll talk about them. Uh, but that was the defense here for Mr. Lebowski. Brady D. Callahan finished second, 159.12. Rogers to MVS here on this one. Adams as well. Another Andrews lineup. Another Brandon Cook sighting. So a lot of similar names here. But sitting atop the leaderboard, first place goes to Bobby Toth, 161.02. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, as you'd expect, the big difference maker here, Gabriel Davis, 23 Fanduel points, a couple touchdowns at 16% ownership. Also had James Robinson, Jeff Wilson, and survived down game from Joe Mixon. So congrats to Bobby Toth for taking down this week's contest. Chop, season-long update time. How are we looking on the leaderboard?
3: Yeah, four four seven nine four had another good week, man. He's hanging tough in there, so yeah, uh, he's looking strong right now. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, you know, I scrolled, I scrolled down to top thirty and looked, and I saw Derek at twenty seven. So Derek's hanging up in there and trying to. Uh, let me see here, Notorious a one twenty seven last week, which is really good considering the, the size of the tournament. That get you up there, that helps out. So. Derek's in there, man. He's hanging tough. And... He is. Yeah. He's, How he's many
2: uh, spots
1: does this pay?
3: <laughs> I don't think 27, but you know I mean? I think it with... might
1: be uh, top 50, actually, if <laughs> I remember correctly. <laughs> I need to uh...
3: Oh, man. Who, who's our boy? Oh, urine okay. Let me see if I can find urine okay. Oh, there he is, 49th place.
1: Oh, yeah, he has an average. He has an You better average. hope there's 50 payouts.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Let's see. Uh... I don't know. I didn't really notice a whole lot after that, but uh, I don't know. It's there, man. I I still think, you know, it's one of these things where you got three weeks left. You can still make up a lot of ground. If you haven't played very much, are you going to win? Probably not. But, you know, any any semblance of a decent scoring thus far. And you could probably you could probably climb up into the top 10, even with only three weeks left, because 10 of those scores are all going to get erased and everything. So it's interesting. It's fun.
1: Yeah, 4794, man. He's been atop that list uh, most of the year, if not all the year. So uh, kudos to him. Looks like he's got about, or her, looks like they got about a 60-ish point lead still. And it's still some uh, some low scores that could fall off there. So again, it's not over. Uh, again, if, if you miss some games, still a fun contest, uh, no doubt, to jump in. So uh, Fandle.com slash OG. Get your entries over there. Filled last week, so you want to get that early. Uh, before it fills up. All right, guys, three games to go here. We'll turn our attention to the afternoon slate. We'll start with Chicago and Seattle. Seahawks minus six and a half, 43 and a half on this total. So, Chop, we'll stay with you here. Uh, injuries, we'll see if Tyler Lockett's able to return here for Seattle. Justin Fields, questionable on the Bears side. So, uh, some quarterback issues there with Andy Dalton also on the COVID list. Alex Collins activated off the off the COVID list. Uh, but it was DJ Dallas uh, who took the reins there uh, for Seattle, so he could be a nice cheap running back play. So chop, kind of an ugly game here. A lot of injuries are here to parse through as well. What are you doing here, Bears Seahawks? I don't know if I'm
3: doing anything with this game. Uh, I'm, uh, looking on the, the the road team here, Chicago. You know, Justin Fields only got there last week. In a couple of his games this year, he only gets there sometimes because of garbage time. I don't even know if you're going to get a big garbage time game this week against Seattle because they're not good enough to really put you behind the eight ball like that. So uh, I am just, you know I, you know, I look at Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet sometimes and think, oh, well, Alan Robinson's been out. Yeah, those are the guys. And then they disappoint me too. David Montgomery, he had a great stretch last year at the end of the year. And, and it kind of like made made a believer out of a lot of us but the same things that held him down for like the first nine weeks last year are the things that are holding him down this year the offensive line is terrible it just doesn't give him a real good opportunity so I'm just not on the bears here and the Seattle side might be even worse they they're trying to jam they're trying to jam the uh square peg into the round hole by run 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 when you have Russell and Lockett and Metcalf out there and it doesn't work out. It's a terrible system. I think people are bailing on P Carroll. Something's going on with uh Metcalf where he's just not performing lately. Even without even with Lock It Out the lineup, he wasn't doing well. And it's no coincidence. Like I think we said on the show before Metcalf made that he made that those Instagram comments about the threesome with the Sierra or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't got very many targets since then. So nope. you gotta watch out what you say to, to Russell Wilson, man. But Things, these offenses just don't look good, and the defenses aren't half bad. So give me the under on the game. I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the uh, DFS part of it. Give me the under.
1: Yeah, this is an ugly game, Derek. Uh, any more optimism here? You know, it's it's and, and the chat's getting – people are dipping into the eggnog a little early in the chat <laughs> here. I mean, it's, it's getting crazy over there. But, uh, Derek, this one kind of ugly. So, Montgomery, it's a good matchup. I mean, Seattle's been pretty bad against running backs. But, uh, you know, their team total under 20. Seattle's been a disaster here. You know, getting Lockett back would help, but uh, I'm a chop. I, I don't see a lot in this game to get excited about here today.
2: Well, I got to start with Russell Wilson. I always thought he was a little bit corny, you know, a little bit eccentric. But did you guys see him uh, practicing, doing, playing, or calling the plays in the huddle like by himself? Did you guys see that? I did not.
3: <laughs> I do. I see. He does Before the time. game, he's
2: out there by himself, <laughs> it, on man. on one knee, calling out plays, clapping, pretending like. I mean, I just – that was too much for me. Um, so, yeah, I don't i don't know. I don't trust anyone on Seattle's offense right now, unless Lockett's out, but I, he should be back. Um, the backfield, look, it was Penny one week, and then it was Dallas last week. It could be any one of these guys. Um, and then the Bears, maybe a little bit of interest in uh, David Montgomery, like you guys mentioned, but um, a total of 18 on the road. Uh, just not a lot going for me. And uh, I will take the under in this one.
1: Ah, oh, I got to make a pick here. I like the under two, but I got to get a little different here. I'm, I'm going to assume Fields plays. I'm going to go with the Bears here, but don't love anything in this game. Don't love making a bet on this game. Let's move on. Next game, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Chiefs sitting at minus seven and a half. 44. On the total, this one, COVID uh, is a big part of. Obviously, we know Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey uh, placed on the COVID list. So, we'll see if they're able to return. Uh, other side, no practice today for Pr- Pat Friermuth. So, Derek, this one's tough, you know, without without knowing Hill and Kelsey, obviously. So, you know, tiptoe around this one. If they're unable to play, that's going to open up some value. A lot of value, obviously. Got like Noah Gray at minimum price. Uh, Pringle, Hardman, Robinson become interesting. Maybe the running game becomes a little bit more interesting. So, uh, thoughts on this one we'll do the best we can here without knowing uh, completely on Tyreek and Kelsey what he got Steelers and Chiefs
2: yeah uh, I mean is there any easy game at this point it seems like every no, game we start with not there's not much <laughs> we can do so I mean yeah the, the usual suspects are in play for the Chiefs Mahomes Tyreek Kelsey if they're active um, you know I kind of thought Daryl Williams was Uh, had earned himself a bigger role, but then it was basically all CEH last week. So I probably looked at him a little bit. Um, Not the best matchup, but pretty high total there um, at home. Steelers side, I like Deontay Johnson quite a bit. They should be trailing in this one. He should kind of eat up a bunch of targets, same that uh, Hunter Renfro did against his Chiefs team a couple weeks ago. So I like him. Um, I mean, Najee Harris is tough. Uh, He's playing every snap, but He just hasn't had that explosiveness the last couple of weeks. And Ben hasn't been dumping the ball off to him as much. So uh, I don't know what to do with them. Do you guys have a strong take there? And then for my pick, give me KC at home.
1: I'm staying away from Ben. I I do like the receivers, uh, assuming they're going to be in catch-up mode here. You know, I I like Deontay, like you said. Claypool's been a disappointment. Uh, Kind of falling out of favor. So, you know, talking about Russell Wilson being a knucklehead. uh, Claypool, some of the stuff he has pulled. You know, maybe Ray Ray McLeod even is a a value option uh, out of the slot here. But uh, I'll stay away from Ben. Najee, like you mentioned, just hasn't been getting the workload he was earlier. So uh, mostly Chiefs for me in this one. We'll see if there's value there. If it's the studs, I'm playing the studs. If there's value, I'm going that route as well. So uh, I like the Chiefs here as well. Chop, thoughts here. Steelers, Chiefs.
3: Uh, Yeah, I I think uh, this is – doesn't look all that appealing. I have been really not on the Pittsburgh team all year long. I don't. I don't like what they do. Deontay's been a steady performer, but you know, it's, yeah, he he he's like the only only guy. They got Chase Claypool is just his talents being very much underused. Can't get him the ball with Big Ben. Najee, another guy whose talents being underappreciated out there because of the offensive line. They're terrible, so he can't do anything in – you know, basically, I'm just not a big fan of that. Kansas City's playing much better defense. And they're at home this week. And and then you got uh, on the KC side, all the unknown, Hill and Kelsey. Kelsey kind of reversing the hands of time there for a week last week against the Chargers. Came out with a huge game. Don't expect that to happen again if he's active. This Pittsburgh defense is, has not been as good as it was last year, but I think their main Achilles is via the run, giving up the run. I don't think Kansas City can take advantage of it. So, you know, even if Hill and Kelsey play, I still like them not to be all that great on offense. And if one or two of those guys miss, I expect them to be downright bad. So I'm taking the under on this game.
1: All right, let's finish it up, Chop. Last game, Denver and the Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders minus one, 41 and a half on the total. Uh, The news here, Drew Locke going to start at quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Darren Waller remains questionable on the Vegas side. So a uh, chop, not the most exciting game to finish this up, but what do you got here? Broncos and Raiders.
3: Uh, Drew Locke really, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is bad, but Drew Locke might be worse. I'm not sure. I don't I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, the one guy I look at in the lineup that uh, I've been playing recently, and I'll probably continue to play is Javante Williams because He's just good. He's just flat-out good. And uh, if if something happens in-game and Melvin Gordon goes down or they get to have to burn out yardage at the end of a game because they're winning big, Javante could be a slate-breaker. So he's all, he's in my player pool, and he could still get there and make value regardless, uh, even if none of those things happen. So Javante stays in. The other guys, I'm out on. For the Raiders, props. You know, They went out there and won a tough game. Out in Cleveland against another preseason type of lineup, but still, you know, uh, they didn't have they, they could have given up on their season already. I expect Carr to have his guys ready. Renfro, you know, whoever's that tight end is going to be a good option. Zay Jones has been getting targeted, sneaky, sneaky, good amount lately, so he's in the player pool. And for all those reasons, I'm kind of on, I'm kind of on the Raiders here. I think the Raiders show up at home and they and they just play tough. So give me the Raiders.
1: I like to Javante call Melvin Gordon. No practice today. You know, it could be maintenance, but we know he's dealing with multiple injuries here, but uh, Derek, we saw Javante kind of take the upper hand, uh, 44 snaps uh, to Gordon's 31 last week. So a uh, good matchup there. Josh in the chat talking about drew lock, unlocking the Denver receivers, Derek. So touch on that. If you want, I definitely think there's more arm talent uh, with drew lock, but I tend to be with chop. If you didn't beat out Teddy Bridgewater, are you really going to come in? And we've seen this story before Uh lock, not been great. Uh, Vegas side agree. Renfro's been great. Zay Jones getting more involved. Uh, we'll see if it Waller's able to return. If not a uh, foster Moreau looked okay in that game against Cleveland, likely staying away from the running game here with, with Vegas. But uh, Derek finishes up here. Broncos Raiders. What do you got? Yeah, I was going to bring up
2: the snap rate for Javante that you hit on. And uh, also had 19 touches last week. So uh, it does seem like he's kind of separating himself here with a couple games games ago. Um, and with Melvin banged up, I think it's a pretty good spot for Javante. And uh, I mean, it seems like Drew Locke loved his tight ends. Maybe that's a, a bad take for me, but I always thought, you know, he just threw to Noah fan more than anyone else. So I'll have to go back and look at that. But um, if that's the case, I don't mind looking at fan tournaments. Raiders side, you guys mentioned it. I like Rampro. I'm okay with Jacobs. He's been playing a lot of snaps and then I play Foster Moreau every week when Waller's out, just because you know Derek Carr loves his tight end. So um, those are the options that I'm looking at for my pick. I never get the Raiders right, so I don't want to go for or against them. I will take the under in this one. All
1: right, I'm gonna go with Denver here. This line, this looks off. You know, Vegas should be should be favored a little bit more at home here, especially with Drew Lock playing. Uh, so line stinks. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it here. I'm gonna go Denver plus the one uh, for my last pick. So uh parlay card, we got Buffalo plus two and a half, and the Chargers we locked in uh, at the nine and a half. We'll we'll see what that line's looking like. And we have a visitor. I'm I'm loving it here. The little man back in the house. So how are you, my dude? I'm mute there, Derek. We got we gotta give him some time here. It's Christmas. So right, how you doing? Good. Good. Are you excited for Santa to come? We got, what, a couple days till Santa comes down the chimney. You've been good this year? Yeah. All right. What What's the number one toy on the want list? What, what are we asking Santa for?
0: A Pokemon card.
1: Okay. Love it. Choppa, any questions here for the little guy while well, we got him?
3: Any interest in a bobblehead of your dad? <laughs> a little toy of your dad? Yeah. <laughs> All righty then I can set that up.
1: <laughs> there we go. Get some bottle heads going. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So uh we're over an hour here, so we want to wrap it up. Uh appreciate you guys for tuning in as always. Guys, before we get out here, what's the plan for Christmas? What what do we got going on? Derek, we'll go to you. Uh what are we doing for Christmas this year?
2: Christmas Eve, I'm kind of making all of the rounds. And then I just said, Hey, my doors are open. If you want to come visit me that way, I don't have to leave on Christmas and uh, I don't feel obligated to go anywhere. And if you don't show up, that's, that's on you guys.
1: There you go. Which is the best. And a little dude gets to play with all his toys. You know, we're, we're always rushing out the door. My kids are still trying to play with stuff. And uh, so we'll be making all the rounds on Christmas, unfortunately, but uh, glad to see him. So Merry Christmas to you and the family chop uh, Christmas. What do we got going on?
3: Well, I, uh, you know, I, I did the whole Thanksgiving thing at my house, so Christmas kind of got to reverse the roles and visit other people. So I'll be making the rounds on Christmas Day and uh, and figuring out where to go and getting some good food and watching double headers. Man, we got NBA and NFL this year, yes, so I'm we excited. Do.
1: Absolutely. It's going to be an exciting day. So Merry Christmas, Chop, to you and the family as well. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody out there from the OGs. We appreciate you guys uh, for hanging out with us each and every week. Uh, Josh, very active in the chat. Uh, special shout-out to him here uh, and the whole team at Roto-Grinders behind the scenes. We appreciate you uh, for everything you do. So uh, make sure you head over to Fandle.com OG. Join us in our last couple weeks here of this competition. Should be fun. I will continue to track that down uh, to the wire. Forgot to give our updates on our bets, but uh, basically we crushed it. 24 and nine cumulative chop, nine and two last week. So uh, continues to stretch his lead. Derek, eight and three. I was seven and four. So we're not making up any ground, but hey, we're handing out winners. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's show. Again, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everybody out there from the team here at Roto Grinders and the OGs. For Notorious, and that adorable little boy. Merry Christmas to him. Hope Santa brings all the toys for you, my man. Uh, two for Chop. I am beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays, everybody. And we'll catch you next week.